Don't worry, everybody. The new episode is coming right up. But first, I want to remind you there are three quick ways that you can support the Fat Guy Forum and help the show keep going. First, make sure that you have rated and reviewed the show on whatever pod service you're using, whether that is Apple, Spotify, or whatever it is. Make sure you're doing that. Two, you can join the Patreon for a few dollars a month. You get access to the after show. You help keep things going because this show does have costs. And you're able to be a part of the Fat Guy Forum community that I would love to see grow, get your input on what you want to see going on with the show, and more. And the third and final way, if you can't join the Patreon, but you're buying products for yourself that I'm an affiliate for, like Redmond Real Salt and Kettle and Fire Bone Broth, there are links and codes in the show notes where you will save money when you use them, and I get a little bit to help things going here. So, please... Pick at least one of those ways to support the show if you enjoy listening to it on a regular basis, and know that I appreciate whatever you choose to do. And now let's get on with the episode. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to the next episode of the Fat Guy Forum. This is your host, Gourmet, and I am happy to have you with me again. I'm here again. We're all here again. So we got that out of the way. With me today, I have a guest who has not been on the show yet, and I... Found him on Instagram and reached out to see if he'd be interested in telling his story. So I'm glad to have him here today. His name is Boris. Boris, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing well, Mike. How about yourself? I am good, man. I'm glad we're getting to talk. I'm excited to get into your story. So we will get started with that question that regular listeners are used to. Tell us, man, what qualifies you to be on the Fat Guy Forum? <clears throat> yeah, sure. I mean, uh, so... Just kind of going through my story, uh, you know, I've struggled my weight pretty much my entire life. I mean, uh, as far back as I can remember, you know, uh, spending time with family, um, mom and dad were separated. So, you know, going to my dad's house and uh, having restrictive diet rules and then <laughs> going to, uh, you know, mom's house and grandma's house and uh, it was a little less restrictive. And so <clears throat> um, I kind of started getting a little husky, um, you know right from the get-go, probably like eight or nine. Um, I've always played sports, you know, baseball and things like that, been pretty active. Um, uh, but uh, really, really enjoyed, you know, all the all the sweets and things like that. Sweets is probably like my biggest, you know, thing that uh, has kind of kept me on that path. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I was, uh, I started playing football in high school and uh, that's kind of when uh, things got, you know, I got started getting pretty heavy there. Um, you know, by the end of uh, my senior year, I was coming in about, uh, I think I was like around 295 leaving high school. And, um, and then from there, kind of moved into college and started gaining even more weight. And, um, uh, you know, I was in a traveling band <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> we would uh, do different shows and things like that. And after the shows, we would, you know, pile up in a van and uh, fall asleep and stop at restaurants, eat a bunch of food and, you know, things like that. And that, you know, landed me around, um, my biggest, which was probably around three sixty five. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, yeah, and let me ask a question as you were getting to, you know, as you were putting on weight, like, especially after school, like how conscious were you of your size? Like, was it something you were, you know, actively saying, I, you know, I have to go on, a, I should go on a diet and, and you weren't doing it. Or was it something you were actually actively trying to lose weight? Like, where, where was your head in, in with all of that during that time? Um, yeah, I mean, so when I was in high school, it wasn't a really big concern because, you know, I was playing lineman. Right. Um, and so being big hat, you know, I was I was still fast and things like that. So I really didn't have to worry about it too much. I would say I probably started worrying about it a little bit more in my earlier 20s. Um, you know, I would go through phases of like, uh, trying to diet and, uh, doing like an Atkins type deal, things like that. Um, and, uh, there, so pretty much that whole time I was trying to get to a healthy weight. I, I went through a series of times. Like when I got to college, my, let's see, my second year, I started losing some weight. And then after that, I kind of just let go when we were kind of on the road. Um, and that just didn't, wasn't a priority for me anymore. I, I stopped working out and, um, I just really didn't care too much at that point. Yeah. So, and that's kind of when when I when I wound up around three sixty five was then. And that's and I ask and sometimes it can seem weird when I ask that question because I think a lot of us, especially that you know, came through even came through some formative years uh, being overweight. 
when someone says like, well, did you ever think about dieting or did you ever try it? It's like, well, you know, of course I thought about it, like all of that. But I've had people on the show who were like, well, yeah, I didn't, I didn't even think about dieting until I was 40. And so I, <laughs> yeah. it's good to show the spectrum of experience, you know, and kind of dive in with each guest, like kind of when, because I think that consciousness around our weight plays a role later on as well. So I think, you know, kind of establishing when that really became an issue. Like you talked about, you know, I, I relate to the, the child of divorce and, and things being one way at one house and one way at another. And, you know, it's very, you know, you take advantage of the things that you can take advantage of, of course, you know, when you're a kid, not like in a, you're a crafty negative way or anything along those lines, but just opportunity is there when, you know, when you were, you know, in a, in a place where restriction was put on you, like at that point, like, was that, was that just something that, you know, did it, did it spark anything in your head at that point? Or was it just, okay, these are the rules when I'm here, when I'm here, it, those things are different. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I definitely, it would cause me to kind of sneak around when it was come, came to my dad's house, I guess. Um, and obviously, you know, I don't know. I was a, I was one of the, I was a firstborn for my dad. Um, and he has a lot of kids, but you know, the rules, obviously, I think a lot of people can relate to this is the rules started getting even <laughs> got less and less as you got older, um, with, with the more and more kids that came in, the more lax the rules got, you know? <laughs> um, so by the time I was in high school, you know, um, the eating wasn't such a, it wasn't, uh, so, um, I guess wasn't so hammered on by that point. And so then I just started kind of doing whatever I wanted to, you know, <laughs> I was playing football oh, yeah. and, and no one really cared at that point. Oh, that makes sense. And so you yeah. got up into the three sixties, like, were you there? Was that kind of like your base weight for a while? Like take us into kind of what was going on then. <clears throat> yeah, I would say, um, you know, I got into the three sixties. Um, I started, uh, I, I came back home from college and uh, after I graduated, I was heavy there and just kind of stayed in that realm for, uh, let's see, probably about three, three years, something like that. Um, I was, I, I started rooming with my best friend uh, for a long time and he was kind of, he was going through uh, some personal issues and uh, we kind of uh, just kind of fed off of each other for a while. You know, it'd be like, I'd come home from work, like, Hey man, you want to go? to the corner store and, and the corner store that we had, it had a subway in it and, you know, we'd be, you know, slamming uh, footlongs and 40 ounces of, of Coke and, you know, pints of Ben and Jerry's every night. <laughs> um, and uh, that was kind of, uh, you know, kept leading up into that point. Um, we were, we were uh, living together probably for six, about six months until, uh, you know, I, I kind of went to the doctor, learned that, you know, I started having like hypertension and things like that. Um, and, uh, you know, he started trying to want to make a change and I started wanting to make a change. And this was, uh, this was back a while ago. So, um, this was the first time I started losing weight. <laughs> um, and, um, yeah, so 368 for a few years. And then, uh, we kind of got into a rhythm where we started, uh, losing weight together, my roommate and I, the first time. And how did that, how did that attempt go? Um, it went, it went pretty well. I, you know, I did, um, I started doing a lot of cardio, um, was like my thing. Uh, I, I would use the elliptical a lot. I would go right from work. I would go and I would, I would do that. And I eliminated, honestly, I wasn't eating much. Um, I was doing a lot of, uh, you know, I went the whole cut all the carbs out kind of route at that point. Um, and I think we got down, I got down to about, um, Right back, back to about 280, 290, around that area. And uh, I kind of kind of started relaxing again. That was kind of a, a, a repeat thing for me. Like I kept getting to about 280, 290, and I would uh, kind of just start relaxing and then start slowly gaining weight again. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, yeah. No, I, I'm just, I'm curious too, like, because I think that's a familiar pattern, you know, for probably a lot of people listening. And do you think... For you, getting to, you know, the 360s the first time and then kind of getting into that cycle of, of losing and putting weight back on, do, do you think it was about, like, a, a lifestyle-fueled relationship with food? Was it emotional eating? Like, when you look at, like, 
you're putting weight on issues? Like, is it because you, you, you know, you slack off on the exercise and on the, the strictness with what you're eating? Like, is it driven by other events? Like what, in your estimation, when you, when you kind of look at the big picture there, like, what do you think drives that for you? Hmm. I think uh, maybe it's, it's hard to put a finger on it, I guess. Uh, I want to say a little bit of, um, it definitely has like a, a comfort to me or it did uh, for sure. Um, I feel like my life was very, um, uh, man, how do you put it? Uh, it was never really very stable. Uh, there was a lot of moving parts all the time in my life. And so <clears throat> I think maybe, you know, the one thing that I could relate to that was always stable was that, you know, if I wanted to uh, eat something that I liked, it was there, <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess maybe, yeah. maybe that's it. Um, you know, I, I got to a point where I just, you know, didn't, uh, Oh, did we, did we lose? Okay. Sorry. My, my computer locked up. Sorry. Um, um, I got to the point where, um, where was I? Sorry. Uh, you were talking oh, about yeah. life, you know, finding stability and, and being able to turn to food. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I got into a, into that rhythm and I, I never really got full. Like when I started going to the gym, it was, uh, I would start up and I would love it and, um, it would kind of fade away from me. Um, sometimes I would get into relationships and that would kind of spark up to part where I just started slacking off a little bit. Um, I remember perfectly the instance, cause I got back down again to, you know, to that 280, 290 spot. That was kind of like my home base where like, you know, I felt comfortable. It's like, Oh, well this is, this is how much I weighed when I came out of high school. This is like, you know, this is home plate for me. Um, and I started, you know, I was dating a girl then and kind of started slacking off and, you know, um, ended up back at like 320, somewhere around that area. Um, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, started doing the whole dieting thing again that, you know, met my now wife basically. And, uh, then we got married and started gaining weight again and, and got back up to about, uh, three, around 350 mm-hmm. on that, on this last time. <laughs> And get it, you know, and that's, again, like I said, like it's, there's a cycle there, you know, and behavioral, you know, whatever's driving it is behavioral, obviously at the end of the day. But so you got, you're, you're with your wife married 350. What? And and I do want to highlight too, because I I think I talked with someone else recently about this, like when for, I, I think, you know, I've established some patterns that I've seen having interviewed over 200 people on the show, you know, 200 guys specifically, there's something about that weight range that like 275 to 290 that guys that have been significantly over 300 pounds, you know, like 350 plus 400. It's like, we get to that weight. And a lot of the things that were going on when you were 350 plus 360 change. So it's not, you know, it's not just like, I, I don't think it's just you, I guess is what I'm saying. Like I, for some reason there's this, I don't know if there's like an imperative, you know, throughout our, our, you know, group unconsciousness or when it comes to, you know, amongst fat guys, when it comes to weight loss, but it's like getting to that point also can be a sticking point when a person wants to go further. Like for some reason there's like an equilibrium there. And, you know, for you knowing that you hit and hit that equilibrium and go back up. So you got to 350 and you're moving forward, you know, what, you know, in 350 was your most recent high, you know, obviously. So what then spurred you to say, I need to make a change? Like what brought you to that point when you were there? Yeah, I think um, the biggest factor for me is, uh, you know, I am, let's see. So I'm 37 now. um, And we were, you know, we were trying to um, have a child, get pregnant, things like that. And, um, that really started just weighing on my mind as far as like, I wanted to be healthy and active. Uh, I started having concerns about like, all right, well, how many, how many kids can I realistically have and be able to keep up with them? You know, um, to be like present and active in their life. Um, so I think that was just something that really, 
uh, once my wife got pregnant, that was something that really got into my, got into me was just like, man, I really want to be healthy and set an example, uh, for my child and for my family. And, um, I just want to be someone that, uh, you know, um, that just has that discipline going forward and to be able to be able to be very present in their life, you know, cause in 20 years, <laughs> you know, 18, 20 years, whatnot, you know, I'll be in my fifties or, you know, how old will I be? <laughs> Uh, 57, almost 60. So, uh, you know, there to be overweight, extremely overweight at that age is just uh, not something I, I look forward to. Like, I, I just have never wanted to do that. Um, and I think having a kid really put that into perspective for me, that things that I wanted to make a complete change at that point. Which I think makes sense. And for you at that point now, now feeling really purpose driven. Did you approach things differently when you, when you kind of headed into losing weight? Like was, and what, you know, even if you didn't approach it differently, what, how did you get started? Yeah, I think, uh, heading into it, I just decided that, um, I was going to do this no matter what. Um, that was just like in my head, you know, it was just like, this is going to happen no matter what, you know, if I mess up, I might have like a bad day or something like that, but. I'm going to continue on this path. I'm going to keep grinding and uh, continue to, to put in the work because, um, um, you know, that's like I, I noticed that sometimes in the past when I would mess up, that would send me down a spiral. And so that's been the biggest factor, too, um, for me. Um, another I, I didn't really mention this, but another thing that really sparked for me is just kind of um, the nature of today, how we're living in and, and kind of um, just um uh, you know, I've always known that, you know, being overweight is just, you're, you know, you're definitely at a, uh, a health risk. You know, I think everybody kind of, I thought everybody kind of knew that. <laughs> and so like the thought behind that is starting to change a little bit, you know, and to me, that's, that, that was just crazy. <clears throat> and I was just like, no, I just, you know, I don't want to have, I don't want to be a part of that. You know, um, um, I believe I've always believed that, you know, it would be better for me to be healthier and, and to a better spot. And I wanted to, um, this time was another driving factor for me was I really wanted to help and encourage other people, um, who are in that spot. Um, because I dealt with pains from that, you know, I, I, I definitely had, um, um, I, I would get like bouts of gout here and there, uh, was one thing that I hadn't mentioned. I dealt with that for, you know, six to eight years, something like that. Um, and it would always be worse because I would get these bouts and I would literally, you know, roll my ankle in the process trying to like, um, compensate for the foot that was hurting. And so it would be weeks, you know, where I was just, you know, um, debilitated and it was like vacations, things like that as well. Um, that happened multiple times, you know, cruises and going to Disney and things like that. And, um, <clears throat> that was just like a thing for me now is like, man, I really want to encourage people. There's a lot of voices out there uh, saying opposite things. And, and I just want to be part of the, part of the voices that are helping people, um, you know, in that regard, people that want to be helped, you know? Um, and uh, how I started was, you know, I just started going to the gym. Um, I started to uh, really just, um, I started working out again. Like I, I found a passion for it. It kind of became a little bit of a hobby for me you know, working out, um, and just, uh, looking into different, um, making sure I was doing exercises, right. Um, and I would do cardio and I would, you know, I was cleaning up my diet. I, I, at the beginning I did a lot of, um, you know, I started with using like different tools. So I, you know, I, I did keto for a while, um, and, uh, carved off a little bit of that. And then, you know, I would try different methods and see what, what was working the best for me. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just really fell in love with the process of just, of, uh, I really got into bodybuilding, honestly. And well, that's I, kind of, if you didn't say it, I was, I was going to say it. I'm like, there, there's a passion there that you developed that hasn't really come up yet. So, yeah, you know, it, because bodybuilding, you know, is a different, it's a different thing than weight loss, but obviously a lot of the actions are the same. So, right. You know, was that something that had been there for you before? Like, had you always kind of admired it? Like, where did that really develop for you? 
Oh man, you know, I think, um, you know, when, in the past, when I was coming out of uh, high school, I didn't mention this in passing, like I was working out with some friends and, you know, I had a guy who would come up to me all the time and be like, man, you should really, you know, consider getting into bodybuilding. And, you know, you have like a perfect frame for it, things like that. And I was just like, yeah, I'm, you know, I wasn't really interested <laughs> at all. Um, and, um, you know, fast forward to now, I started really looking into uh, workouts and things like that and trying to perfect, um, you know, trying to get like, um, how do you say it, um, proper form and things like that. And uh, one guy, probably everybody knows him, but uh, obviously, honestly, I'm surprised some people don't know him, but uh, I, you know, I ran into looking into some videos, obviously of sebum. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And he Which was is Chris, just, for anyone who doesn't know that it's yeah. Chris Bumstead. Yeah, Chris Bumstead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was just like one of the most relatable guys um, that I'd ever, you know, seen on like blogging and things like that. And I just really uh, he just seems like a genuinely cool dude, you know, um, and uh, I started following his journey and that kind of just sparked it for me. Um, uh, just watching him and seeing the things that he did and and uh uh, just like his overall positivity and like his mentality. Um, I was like, man, you know, like I, I know he's a lot, he's a lot younger than I am, but very successful. And he, and he, and he has, I was like, man, it takes so much discipline. I wish I could do that. Um, and uh, that's kind of really how it started mm-hmm. to be honest with you. And that drive um, for discipline. Like that's something you've mentioned a couple times, you know, over the past couple of minutes, like, yeah. Do you think that was something new that developed in you? Had it always been there? Like, where do you think that came from? Like, just even consciously thinking of that discipline is important to yourself. Um, <clears throat> I think, uh, you know, through the years, I've had s- certain situations where um, I've learned uh, that I had discipline, obviously, you know, with uh, being in, in uh, organized sports and things like that. There's like disciplines that go along with that. Um but I never like fully, obviously there's still areas of my life that are not completely, uh, you know, notched up, but, um, I just really feel like that's like another step for, for, I'm trying to put it into words that like, I want to, I don't want to come off offensive or anything. You know, (laughs) I feel like, uh, I feel like that's like a man who like, you know, there was just a lot of people that would come up that I I would follow. And a lot of the, the factor behind different, disciplines that they had in their life it just seems that um you know you can be powerful but also be disciplined you know and and also be humble and things like that and that really just became very um appealing to me um you know to be able to uh what's it what's the 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 line that they say you know be a a warrior in a guard a garden (laughs) instead of a instead of a instead of a gardener in a war um that kind of uh became like really uh, it just really stuck with me and that's kind of uh what i've been striving for it's like you know i think discipline is something that um that's really lacking kind of nowadays and and i just want to be part of that that voice that's really trying to help people get to that point because i think it it really does um help help a guy i mean it really has helped me a lot in my mentality and just uh overall happiness and and things like that so well i think we're in you know we're at a place that you know, especially when you get into like health and fitness culture where like motivation is the big word that gets thrown around, you know, but the like, that's the flashy headlines is like, get motivated and be motivated. And, and here's how you're motivated. But when you look into like the comments and the actual real lived experiences of people, it's ever, you know, we have a almost like a, you know, not to use the pandemic word, but like this pandemic of, un, you know, of wavering motivation. You know, as human beings, we just can't be motivated 24-7. Like, motivation is like a different feeling than drive and, and discipline. And discipline is that thing that beats, you know, and now we're now I'm, I'm not stealing a concept, you know, from Jocko or from David Goggins or any of those people. But <laughs> yeah. it's it's that idea that, like, motivation is something that fades. Like, because we've we've been raised and taught, like, that motivation is the spark. It's the adrenaline rush. It's the... You know, the first week of a diet, every person in the world is like on fire to do what they're doing and their goals are all they care about. And like, and then it's like the next week when it actually starts to get hard is when it's like, oh, I'm not as motivated today to get up at, you know, five o'clock in the morning and do that walk or 
you know, prep those meat, prep seven days of food or whatever it is like motivation fades. Discipline is, and, and I also believe that like we can sometimes spark motivation in ourselves, but we're more efficient at building discipline than we are at building motivation. Like we are, we're better, you know, because discipline is something that can, it can almost be quantified. Like when you're disciplined, you can sit down and check boxes and say, this is why I'm disciplined. When you're motivated, you, it starts to go more into, well, I feel motivated today or, you know, I'm getting things done because I feel good. Like, whereas discipline doesn't matter, doesn't care if you feel good or bad that day. If you're disciplined, you're doing the things that are on that list anyway. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think you bring up uh, very valid points there. I, I think, um, uh, you know, uh, those uh, all these different you know sayings come to mind um you know obviously the the discipline of of today or the regret of tomorrow um you know and i i've lived that already and um and i you know i just i think it's i think it's just such a it's a better way to live to just to really put that discipline out there and once you start diving in i mean i have found that one i mean i've been doing this for let's see I want to say a year and a half, we're going on two years. And and so I've been doing it so long that, you know, it's honestly become second nature to me. Like I don't feel right if I don't go to the gym, you know, I don't feel right if I don't hit my steps for the day or do my cardio and, um, you know, and my meals, I, <laughs> I feel like a, I feel like a dog sometimes because, uh, I eat the same thing pretty much every day and I'm like super excited about it. <laughs> uh, so it, it just got to that point where just a switch turned on. It's like, man, I'm going to do this no matter what. I, I feel great about it. Um, I feel awesome about where I'm going. And um, I have a drive that I, I just have, haven't had before. So, And so we talked a little bit about getting started. Like, and now, you know, two year, you know, a year and a half, two years in, you know, where, where has this working on being disciplined and doing the work gotten you to? Like where are you at now, man? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, right now. So weight wise, I'm I'm in I'm um I'm two forty this week, so I'm my last my last check in. Um, so I got to the point where I think I got down to around two sixty five, and um, I started working out. Uh, started surrounding myself with some people who were who were very hard workers. They do, you know, um they do bodybuilding shows and things like that. And, uh, they have a, uh, they own a gym and I kind of got in contact, um, just following different people that knew them. And, uh, it really drove me to start doing that. And I, I ended up getting in with a coach. Um, and so my coach has really just been, you know, I, I just figured I was like, you know, Hey, every, every champion out there, everyone who who's been doing things long enough has somebody above them that is uh, helping them along the way. You know, there's, I haven't been here before, you know, I've never, you know, obviously I have, but not on purpose. It was growing up. <laughs> I mean, the last time I was 240, it was ninth grade, um, you know, ninth or 10th grade, something like that. Um, but ended up with getting with a coach and, and, and um, really pushing to that next level. You know, I do see myself wanting to, um, compete in the future as far as, uh, classic bodybuilding, uh, you know, classic physique basically is what they call it. Um, but, uh, that's just kind of where I want to go next. Um, so same deal, just, uh, on, on a weight loss journey still and trying to keep as much muscle as I can as, as I'm going. <laughs> yeah. That was going to be my next question. Like what, you know, in terms of physically, you know, you know where you want to get to eventually. But right now, mm -hmm. you know, day to day in the trenches, are you still in weight loss? Like, what are you? Where where's that focus now? Yeah, it's definitely weight loss. I'm definitely in, you know, a pretty good uh, deficit. I, I've I've started util utilizing uh, more of carb cycling. Um, it's kind of my preferred method now. Like I said, just tool that I'm using at the moment. Uh, it's been pretty great, um, and. Um, you know, still five to six days a week in the gym and really just stimulating the muscle to make sure that it doesn't uh, go away <laughs> and uh, eating, you know, 250, 250 grams of protein per day and uh, <clears throat> major deficit and cardio pretty much, 
you know, 10,000 steps a day is kind of where I'm at right now. Plus, you know, five days of prescripted cardio, uh, is how I, how, how I put it in terms. Um, so that's where we're at right now. So there's a lot of work going on, obviously. Well, a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah it's a lot. and, and, you know, and part of this, you know, talking about your motivation was, you know, having a child and that, you know, coming into your life, like, that that that's not very nice of me to call a child that. <laughs> uh, there's gonna be someone out there who gets mad at that me saying that but you know as a as a father like because i think that's something that's an excuse a lot of people will use to not do things you know and i know there's probably someone who's mad at me now saying that people use excuses but we do we're human beings um you know and that's part part of this is just calling stuff as it is and there are there i mean i talk to people all the time that are like you know, I would love to try to lose weight, you know, but I got, I got kids to worry about and I got, you know, this to worry about. And it's like, well, you, you got to worry about yourself or you're not going to be there for any of those people. Like 100%. Yeah. What, how do you, you know, do you have any thoughts on like that balance as a parent, you know, who's also working on physical goals? Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think one major thing is, uh, you know, one of the most important decisions that you make in your life, I, I would say is the person you marry. Um, you know, and I definitely chose wisely in that uh, regard. And, and, you know, I have a great wife who's very understanding and very supportive. Um, she's not on the same journey as me, you know, but she understands what I'm doing, very supportive of it. And, um, you know, helps helps me w- with that, with the balance of everything. Um, and, um, <clears throat> you know, I find time. I, I do work from home, so it's a little bit easier for me to – uh, it's a little bit more flexible as far as, um, you know, what I can do during lunch, what I can do before I go to work, you know, what I can do after type of deal. So that does help. Um, and so I just find those times, you know, uh, uh, I find those times my, my wife had kind of works around, has shortened her work schedule as well, um, to be able to, uh, to pick up, um, our daughter and things like that. And so we have it pretty, pretty, pretty worked out, but, um, definitely I would say having a great wife really helps. <laughs> no, for, and that's just accurate, you know, right? Like it, it really, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's not, it, and it's not you saying, well, I just focus on, you know, scooping meals out of a meal prep container and going to work out and, you know, she picks up all the rest of the slack, but it's about having that partner that is is willing to also understand the things that you're doing you know and and understand like and understand how those things you know aren't just for you you know especially weight loss like you know that's it's and i you see it a lot like you see it where people are in relationships that are you know for for all intents and purposes from the outside look fantastic and one partner whether it's the husband or the wife makes a decision to start a health journey that the other person just doesn't need to be a part of or doesn't want to be a part of. And it has a big impact, you know, because it's this idea that, you know, things that were comfortable and status quo before are changing and change is scary and, you know, has ripples and all of those fantastic things. And you learn a lot about the people that you're, you know, you learn a lot, you know, when you're losing weight, you learn about friends and you learn about people you work with and, you know, all of those things, like in terms of how people respond to you and what you're doing and treat you and, and those things, but especially in, in that bond of marriage, like there, you know, the importance there of being able to communicate and, you know, have a clear understanding of each other. Yeah. Yeah. And we, you know, we've, we've figured out, uh, I mean, I didn't start this immediately. I've waited probably, you know, a few months, three to four months after the baby was born to really, you know, kind of um, get into how we were doing things. But I mean, we've always been very split as far as like, um, uh, responsibilities, you know, it helps that. <laughs> so my, my, my wife doesn't, is very picky, you know, so we're never eating, eating together. <laughs> so that honestly has helped me, um, in that regard, um, because we eat separate things. So I'm never, she's never cooking for me. I'm never cooking for her. You know, uh, it's either I'm cooking for myself and making something for the baby, or she's cooking for herself, making something for the baby. Um, and, um, you know, we've always kind of split it that way and, and we have like different responsibilities, you know, washing the, I wash the dishes and, you know, do the trash and things like that. You know, there's just different things like, you know, so we've really worked it out very well in that regard. And, and, um, 
she's very supportive and happy about what I'm doing. And she understands that it's for her and the family, you know, um, that I'll be around for, you know, right. a good amount of time. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that's not willing. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, they're, from the factors that you have control over, right. you know, you'll be there. Like, that's the thing I think that comes into play sometimes is like, it's, it's not just all a spin, you know, a spin of the wheel, you know, when it comes to our fate and all of those things, like there are times where we're, we're, we're behind the wheel and we can make choices. I don't know if that makes any sense. I feel like I'm rambling at that point. No, I, I, no that makes sense. <laughs> you know, just that idea that sometimes there are factors outside of our control. You know, someone could go on a massive weight loss journey, lose all the weight. And yes, because I've had people say to me, you know, you did all that work, but you could get hit by a bus any day. I'm like, I could, but this isn't about whether I get hit by a bus or not. You know, it's about the life that I'm living and the person that I want to be and what I want to put out into the world and my, you know, my responsibilities to family and my responsibilities to other people. So, hmm. in knowing that, like, you know, obviously weight loss is a focus right now, but you have those goals, you know, of, of bodybuilding on that side. Like, are there times where you find, you know, do challenges arise knowing that kind of that's the path that you're on? Does that make sense? Like, is it something where, because I think that, you know, people either, either pursuing, pursuing physique goals, you know, and losing weight can also be about a physique goal, but in the end, like losing weight and bodybuilding are complete, you know, two different things, you know, when it comes to like what you're actually working towards, like, is there overlap there that, you know, impacts you from, you know, that creates more challenges or is it more, you see this as like an organic process where, Yes, you're focusing on maintaining muscle and strength and doing, the, you know, learning the work and doing the work that you need to do, you know, to lose weight. And then we'll like shift into that mode. Or do you feel like you're in the bodybuilding mode already? It's just right now the, the you're in, for lack of a better term, you know, cutting. Yeah, I think I think I'm already kind of in that realm already um, in, in a cut, you know, um, I definitely think. <clears throat> The, the way that I'm doing is, you know, two, two to three pounds per week now at this point uh, is kind of, you know, what we shoot for. You know, sometimes it comes under, obviously. Um, but um, I think it's definitely going to be more sustainable in the long run, um, doing it, cutting it two pounds at a time and keeping as much mass as possible, I, I think will also help as well. Um just because I, I know that uh, from listening to others who've been in that situation, um, you know, once you get to that really lean stage, it's it's a lot easier to um, put on lean mass instead of, you know, putting on unwanted mass. <laughs> um, and, you know, we'll, I'll, I'll have to go through a little bit of like bulking stages and stuff like that again. But there's, you know, there's like cutoffs as far as like, how much body fat percentage I would want to get to, um, you know, there's, there, it's not just aimless putting on mass, you know, um, it's more like, Hey, you know, we're gonna put on mass, but once you get to like, you know, 15% body fat or 16% body fat, then we reverse course and, and, and uh, cut again. Um, so it's a little more aimed now and a little bit more, I, I have a little more tools and a little more knowledge mm. uh, coming down. No, that completely makes sense. And bulking is, is a topic that is is really interesting in the con in the context of someone that's lost weight heading into a bulking place eventually because especially when you know it losing weight is so much about working on your relationship with food and your relationship with yourself and your body and then to get to a point where you've been focused for so long on restriction now to be in a place where you're being told to purposely not be in a deficit anymore and i think that's something that you'll see a lot you know, affects people in some really negative ways. Like, you know, not that it's not, you know, you also see people being very successful at it. But what I'm saying is like, from the side of people that have lost weight, and then get into that, that place of bulking and cutting. If there isn't what you're talking about, which is that structure and that mindful eye on body fat percentage, and, you know, paying attention to those factors. And I think in some ways, also really being into treating your weight loss, like it is bodybuilding it can lead to a place that that's not great positive from a mental perspective. You know, the idea of having to eat more and being afraid of eating more or, you know, going overboard because really 
you don't see you don't see a lot of people that have been, have lost a significant amount of weight who get into bodybuilding running around doing like the crazy dirty bulks you see people doing on Instagram. Oh yeah, you know, <laughs> which most of the people yeah. bodybuilding aren't doing those anyway. A lot of it's for show. Right. We all know that social media is a show, but. You know, if if one of your greatest challenges in life was controlling when you got you know dove into a bucket of of Oreos and cream ice cream, and now you're in a, a bulk and it's like, well, I'm going to dive into that same bucket of ice cream. It's not just about doing it for a bulk. It's like, what is the impact on you know the choices you used to make, and are those behaviors there, and how does that work? And like, so it just seems like having that perspective that you have, you know, and also I think getting a coach is really smart. Obviously, like having someone there to give direction, you know, and help you through the challenges that may arise, you know, is a really, it's a powerful choice for yourself. And it's something that it doesn't say that you didn't know what to do. It's more to me, it says that someone knew what to do and they knew they needed that hand there with them. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, um, like I said, once you're getting into a territory that you, you've never been before, you know, some, sometimes it's good to have those, those second eyes out there and, um, you know, it, it definitely, you know, I found somebody that I trusted and I, I built a relationship with them and, you know, they answered a lot of questions for me before they were ever my coach, you know, before I ever gave them a dollar, <laughs> you know, um, which was really, which was really the reason why I felt comfortable and was like, man, this is awesome because I was asking questions and it, my, my questions were getting answered, um, you know, and they could have just been like, Hey man, I'm, you're, you know, you're not my client. Like, you know, get out of here. <laughs> So, um, that really, uh, opened the door and, and just kind of, I was like, man, you know, I think it, I think it's time to bring somebody in that can really help me and, and help me get to that next level. Take me through all the way through the cut and, and, um, uh, all the way down to that leanness that I need to get to, uh, which is not easy, you know, mm -hmm. especially if you've never been there before. <laughs> right. Like you said, it's a whole new world. It's, it's, yeah, it's a whole new world. Yeah, mm -hmm. Absolutely. So right now, Boris, like on a day-to-day -day basis, what are the things that drive you to keep moving forward? Man, um, you know, honestly, a lot of it is built in at this point. I, I'm not going to lie. Like a lot of it is just routine. Um, you know, I, I think I think of like listening, uh, seeing those interviews with Arnold and ask, they're asking him like, you know, why do you still train? And it's like, man, it's like, it's like eating breakfast in the morning. You know, I just do it. <laughs> you know, it's something I'm going to do. Uh, I've, I, I feel like that switch is kind of switched for me in a lot of ways. And, and it's just something that I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Um, but also just like, you know, I'm just, I, I didn't, I haven't come this far to just stop. You know, it's like, I've never been this close, you know? Um, and um, I feel like every, I guess one thing in my life too, is like, I've always kind of been like a Jack of all trades type of deal. Um, you know, and, and um, I just want to really see something through to completion, um, you know, and really, really hammer something and be like, man, I, that was amazing. You know, I did this, <laughs> you know, I had help and, and support, but you know, I, I really, really did it, you know, and, um, and that's kind of what drives me, you know, a lot, uh, those two factors really. And again, just the family um, aspect of it. You know, I, I really one day want to scare the crap out of whoever, whoever mm. guy walks into <laughs> my house, uh, you know, 16 years from now. Oh, yeah. Or 17 years. Hopefully it's 20 years. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just want to scare the crap out of them. You know? No, understood, understood, <laughs> understood. And I think there's something to be said, you know, knowing where you've been and even just that that first moment that you get to a place where you it's the day you're going to step on a stage will be an incredible accomplishment, you know, regardless of the outcome, you know, you'll know all the work that you did, but you also know where you came from. You know, you'll very much be able to say to like, look back and know where you were, you know, years before, you know, five years before, four years before, whatever it is, like, uh, you know, I think there's something there that is, is about appreciating the experience that you've been through. And what, yeah, absolutely. no, you go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. You're. I'm, I was just. I was just agreeing with you. Yeah. It's. Um. Uh, it's a cool story. You know. That, that's how I kind of feel. <laughs> it's like you know it'll be a great story to share with people and to, uh, you know, really just to encourage people. That's that's my goal now. I think that's another thing that drives me is like, there's a lot of noise out there that I don't agree with, and you know, you don't have to get into that. But, 
Um, I just want to be that, that voice that really tells people like, Hey man, you know, there's nothing wrong with you. If you feel like, uh, you know, you want to better yourself. Like there's nothing wrong with that. That's, that's silly. Um, you know, um, I just want to be one of those voices that, you know, help to try and help people to, uh, to really take that journey and continue going and to motivate. And, and kind of in that vein, looking at the, this journey that you've been on so far, man, and like, and all of the experiences you've had before it, like what, when you sit down today and look at it, like, what do you think are the biggest lessons you've learned through what you've done? Oof. And obviously I, in no way do I imply that like your journey's over and you're perfect or anything along those lines. But Mm -hmm. I feel like it's that mindfulness to pick up lessons, you know, when we, when we make change and we work towards goals, you know, that really, that's where we're able to share that with other people. You know, that's the thing that can resonate with someone else. Yeah. Um, you know, I think, um, one thing that I'm learning about is definitely enjoying the journey. Uh, I've I'm a very impatient person. Very, like I've always been pretty impatient, you know, and I think a lot of people could relate to that. You know, we want results fast. We want, you know, <laughs> we want gratification very fast. Um, and I think doing this process has really, you know, it's just, it's a continual thing. You have to show up and you have to, you have to continue to do those things. You're not going to see something happen overnight. Um, you know, it compounds over time. It's these decisions that you make day to day that, that add up into this new person, um, that you're becoming. It's like every day that you eat well, or go to the gym, you're, you're, you're voting, you know, you're putting your vote in, you know, I would say to like, Hey, this is who I want to be in the future, you know? And every time you're just adding to that basket, you know, until it becomes your reality. Um, I don't know if that makes any sense, but, um, <laughs> well, no, I think, I, uh, I think it does like in, in, would you apply like that same, that same train of thought, you know, if someone out there is saying, you know, they're thinking about, the things in their life that are, are not, you know, they, they're not feeling very disciplined, you know, and discipline is a skill right. they want to work on. Like, is it that same thought process or anything else you'd say to someone out there who, who's in that situation? Yeah, I would say the biggest thing is like showing up and, 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 you know, even, even when like we all make mistakes, I make mistakes all the time. I think the really the biggest thing is to continue to educate yourself on like what works, you know, what works for you. And I would say like, you know, again, going back to that, putting those votes in the basket, like sometimes you're not going to make the right choice or whatever, which you, I guess you can look at it like choices are a piece or a vote, you know, I guess in this analogy, um, sometimes you don't make the right choices, but over time, if you continue to, to make more and more of the right choices, those are going to compound, you know, and, and it's going to, it's going to take you somewhere where you haven't been before. And then you're going to look back. And you're going to see that, man, I've made some significant changes, um, <clears throat> you know, because even though I had like a couple of days where I messed up, you know, I didn't let that affect me. I didn't spiral out into, um, you know, a week or month of doing this. I, I, I went right back to the process, you know, and I think over time when you do that, um, those mistakes become less and less, to be honest with you. At least that's what it seemed like for me. Um, in the past I've let those, like, like I, I would make a mistake and I'd be like, well, I might as well just, you know, you know, just go back to what I was doing, <laughs> you know, and just continue to eat like garbage or not go to the gym, whatnot. Um, but in this last time, it's like, if I've made those mistakes, I just make up for it. I just go back. I start again. Um, you know, I don't waste time. And, um, that is really, really compounded over time and, and, and really has, um, yielded results for me. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else that I could add there. <laughs> well, I think what you're saying, you know, speaks to breaking the pattern of behavior that had existed in your life, you know, when it yeah, comes absolutely. to weight. Yeah. Yeah. 1000%. I, I, you know, it's definitely, I am, my mentality is 100% not the same as it was. And, and it's not like an unhealthy thing. Like, you know, like there's, I mean, I'll, I'll just say like this past weekend, I had some ice cream, and some cake. It was my wife's birthday. And, um, you know, it was great. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, you know, in order to make up, I just looked for ways to make up for that. You know, I, I did a little extra cardio this weekend. I don't typically do cardio on the weekend. I do it usually through the week and I, I did some extra cardio and, uh, you know, I cut out, you know, some 
fatten some carbs later on during the weekend to try and make up for it. And, you know, I just moved on, you know, that was it. I didn't like get down on myself or anything like that. I just, you know, I, I substituted somewhere else and, and now here I am in another week and it's time to, to, uh, uh, to lose some more weight. No, understood. And that's, and that's the way to approach it, you know, and I, and I think that's probably the biggest, the hardest thing for people that are probably sitting out there listening, you know, it's, it's not going to that place of beating yourself up for the choices that you're making. You know, even, even when you make the choice consciously, we still have this propensity as human beings to beat ourselves up, whether it's because we label something as good or bad, or it's off of a plan we're following, or we feel like there's a setback, whatever it is, like, the worst thing we can do is just stay in that place of like, self-destruction and self-battery. Like, it has to be about moving yourself forward from a positive place of, okay, that happened. Do I have a response that I need to make? I'll make that response and I'll move forward. Yeah, I think that's probably the healthiest way to approach it, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, I think, you know, beating yourself up is definitely, I mean, like I said, you know, having this, these uh, times where you are, um, you know, I ate this cake and ice cream and now now you're being down on yourself or, you know, none of that stuff really does anything for you. You know, it's just about the next choice, the next thing that you do. Um, you know, I've found that in my life, even, even like looking at different people's situations. I know my whole entire life. I don't know. I'm sure other people can, um, can, um, relate, but just watching other people, you know, eat stuff and you're just like, man, that sucks. Like if I ate that, I would, I would blow up, you know? (laughs) And, you know, one day I was just like, well, who cares, man, what they can do? I can't right now, you know? And me sitting here and thinking about it, that's not going to do anything for me. I, I just need to make the choice to, to, to no matter what, like, if this is going to make me happy, then I need to do it, you know, and, and uh, you know, make that conscious decision and just go for it. Mm-hmm. 100%, oh, give man. Me, give me one second. My, my, uh, my daughter's about to walk in. <laughs> give me one sec. Well, man, I, I think that, you know, talking about, you know, being able to continue forward and making those choices, like, is, you know, one of the things that defines our journeys. Like it really, it's the difference between someone who's just following steps that they feel that they should follow because that's what you do to do this versus, you know, understanding that you're making choices with intention. You know, I say it all the time, like, I just, I want people to do things with purpose and to understand because that's that purpose that helps maintain that discipline. You know, when motivation fades, but you understand why you're making choices, there's still something there to drive you to move forward. Yeah, absolutely, man. And so, Boris, you know, we, we, we've talked a lot, you know, through kind of the journey you've been on and what you're really working on now and just where that focus comes for you. And I appreciate that. Like, if people are listening and they want to follow along with your journey, where do they find you, man? Um, sure, yeah. I mean, I am on uh, Instagram uh, right now. I change my name a lot sometimes. But uh, right now I'm Professional Daddy Builder on Instagram. Well, keep it that way for a couple of weeks so that when people <laughs> hear the episode that they'll they'll know where to find you, you know. Yeah, the link, that, the link will redirect more. anyway, but you know, it's it's fine. You know, I will I'll put it in the show notes and if it changes I'll edit the show. Um, but yeah, that's you know, follow follow along with Boris there Boris. I end every episode with five questions I call the Fat Guy 5. Are you ready for your run through those questions? Oh man, sure. <laughs> okay. So question number 1, man, living or dead, who is your favorite fat guy? Living or dead, who is my favorite fat guy? I mean, the, the first person that comes to mind is Chris Farley. It's completely okay. I, <laughs> I negatively judge every every person that gives that answer because I get it all. Really? No, I don't. I don't. I, <laughs> I, well, I mean, to be fair, I negatively judge most people in the world. But um, <laughs> at least in this context, I don't. Um, he's, he's a solid answer. He's the one that pops into people's heads. I get it. I get it. I was yeah. watching. He, was on a, he popped up on a YouTube video earlier when I was getting ready for the show. Um, he's he's he's, he's, no go ahead no he's just funny and and Mm -hmm. it's just uh nostalgia for me you know 100 100 man (laughs) question number two you know now i'm gonna lose see i i get caught in a in a in a farley trap and (laughs) then i lose my my footing but question number two man tell us what is something about yourself that you love something about myself that i love Ooh. That's really tough. 
<laughs> um, it's meant to be a hard one. Yeah, right. Um, and I guess uh, the, the one thing, I, if I could say something that I, I love about myself, I, I would say just um, uh, the ability to recognize when things in my life um, need to change. I think that probably has like the best effect for me uh, because, it, you know, that's something that I've realized that not everybody has that, um, you know, and I think that that really has helped me grow as an individual in so many aspects of my life. See, I think you nailed that one, man. That was a good answer. Question number three, on this journey you've been on, Boris, what do you think is the most important new habit that you've built? I would say 95, I would say everything has to do with, you know, eating. So I would say just the biggest thing that I've done is, is a lot of meal prepping. I know that sounds, that probably sounds like a canned answer, but, um, I mean, that habit, just being able to, to eat at home has really, I think is the big game changer. Well, it, it may sound like a canned answer to some people, but I think in my experience, it's it's one of the things that more most people either don't think about enough or don't put into practice and can't figure out how to put into practice. So, I I think you're right. I think it's a very it can be a very important important thing. Definitely, it's yeah. I mean, I, I honestly I think without that tool, there's nothing. Anything else doesn't really. Everything else matters a whole lot less. Well, I mean, in, in weight loss in general. Mm-hmm. you can move your body all you want. You can lift all the weights that you want. You can run three miles a day, but if you're still eating like hot garbage, not a lot's going to yeah. change. You know, exactly. Yeah. You, can, you might see some changes, but they're going to, they're going to stall out pretty fast. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So question number four, Boris, what is a one goal you have for the next year that is not health, fitness or weight loss related? Um, let's see, go for the next year, not health, fitness or related. Okay. Well, I would say, man, we've hit a lot of our goals this year. Mm. Um, mm. man. Give me a second on this one. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I'm like, man, when is the last time I did this? Like uh, everything has been, um, I would say probably one of my biggest goals is um, to, I would say in a year, I'm trying to think of something that's a year out. Man, this one's tough. Um, I would say probably just, uh, in a, in a financial, from a financial standpoint, uh, I'm looking for, um, my goal is to, uh, figure out what my next venture is as far as, um, potential side, uh, side money income. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a goal. Um, but, um, but I'm always looking for, you know, I've always done stuff like that on the side and, and just, I love having, you know, separate streams of income and things like that. So that's a, a goal of mine is to not be completely, um, you know, dependent on my corporate jobs <laughs> to say that. I like it. That, that makes sense. That's a goal, man. That's a goal. And question <laughs> number five, last official question for you today, man, on the main show. What is, if you could go back in time to day one and talk to, to 350 pound Boris, what is one thing that you would tell him? It's mm, a good one. I would just tell him, man, that it's going to be worth it. That's it. You know, just like keep doing what you're doing. There you go. Plain and simple. I like it, man. Well, Boris, I just want to say a big thank you again for coming on the show today. I appreciate you taking the time to talk. Yeah, absolutely, man. I appreciate the opportunity. Definitely. Definitely. And Boris will not be leaving. He is going to join me on the Patreon after show for those of you that our Patreons, you know that that's coming, but if you're not a Patreon and you want to hear more of what Boris has to say and over 30 other bonus episodes so far, uh, join us over on the Patreon. That'll be right after this. And then, my friends, check out the link in today's show notes so you can connect with Boris. Connect with me at Gormigos Keto on Instagram and on Twitter. 
Email the show at thefatguyforum at gmail.com. Keep up on everything I'm doing at theketoroad.com and all that jazz. And then, my friends, remember, go out there. Do, some, do something today to amaze yourselves because you're the most amazing guy, pe people I know. And then come on back and catch us here in the next episode of the Fat Guy Forum. Thank you.